and welcome to the eGathering podcast. Um, I'm Pastor Todd Brown, and I'm the uh, campus pastor for the eGathering. This is Rick Coop. Uh, Rick Coop is one of our board members, and uh, he is my co-host here on uh, the eGathering podcast. And we are getting together, uh, hopefully once a week, that's what we're shooting for, uh, to just talk about things in our faith, things in our religion um, that are of interest to us. They may not even be of interest to you, but there are things that we find interesting, and we're hoping that you'll join us and uh, and that there'll be a few of these off and on that you enjoy uh, walking through with us. Um, today, we're talking through um, this idea of who God is from the perspective of all the different names uh, that people have given him over time and the things that we call him by. Uh, including Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, um, but the different things that we call him by. I think one of the things uh, that made me think of was a comedian that, that uh, joked about you could tell how valuable something was to humans by the number of names that we gave well, And he, he said his example was money. Uh, money, dinero, bread, uh, cabbage, lettuce, dough, lettuce. Yeah. Um, it, cash, all these different ways, coin, all these different, I mean, and I, just for the fun of it, I looked it up and it was like Merriam-Webster has 113 different names oh, wow. for money. Uh, and if, I mean, we're not even just talking about foreign countries that have different denominations, just different slang terms and ways. United States terms. Yeah, just, yeah. just slang terms yeah. that we use yeah. uh, for money. Um, and I'm thinking there are so many things and when you start thinking about it, you go, okay, yeah. Right. That there are things that we, and, and the more names you have for it, the more valuable it is to us. So, yeah. And so, same thing with, with God. Right. All these different ways that people call him out. And we're going to get into that a little bit about um, the how the Jews had so many different names for God, expressing what he meant to them. Um, but to, to kind of kick us off, how do you describe God? How do you describe the indescribable? How do you put to uh, words and, and even talk about his name? You were just mentioning the, the different names we have for money. There's so many ways um, that we can talk about money but they they describe what it what it is to us it's, mm -hmm. it's important to us like you said and of course God is much more important but we give him a lot of different names to try to express what he, who he is to us and it, yes. it's very very difficult um, as you stated about the many different names the Jews had uh, names they had a name for God that was unspeakable to them, uh, Yahweh, who that they would not so sacred, so holy that they. In fact, they would even, uh, as they were writing on the scrolls, they would change pens and use a particular pen just to write uh, actually like a Y H W H, and then they would put that pen down and then continue writing. The scrolls that was so sacred couldn't be couldn't be even spoken. We talked about um, when certain Jewish sects are writing out scripture and they or they go to write about him. 
they will even spell even if they use the, the English term God, they'll spell it G underscore D. So that mm-hmm. they don't actually mm-hmm. use the word God. So to them it's so sacred that they're that they don't they don't want there to be any chance that they mess it up. <laughs> so they'll miss they'll they'll not even spell it really. They're just like I need you to know that kind of God is like in that space there, but I'm not really going to spell it because I don't want to goof it up. Right. I, I and, and you know, to me, there's um, we're kind of missing some of that uh, today. Some of the sacredness of it. To to hold it in such high esteem, such holiness. Um, they would use several other names: El Shaddai, uh, Elohim, Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. And we Christians use different names for, for God, the, the Lord, um, God, God the Father, Father, um, as well as what you were talking earlier about Jesus Christ, or Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, but when Moses asked, uh, he's, he's on the mound, he's speaking to God, and he says, but who should I say sent me to them? Um, God simply answered, I am that I am. Um, tell them that the God of Jacob and Isaac. and It's interesting that God describes himself for us and says exactly who he is. But we really want more, and we want to. But he doesn't say I'm Chuck. Him. No, he, no. He, he doesn't say uh, he doesn't say I'm Yahweh. He doesn't say I'm Jehovah. He doesn't say I am all these other things. It's more of it's more a descriptive yes. than to say I'm Chuck or I'm. And I'm not being. I don't want to be flip by saying I'm Chuck. I'm just saying that's a name. He, he's not saying I'm Todd. I'm not. He's not saying I'm. Um, he doesn't even present himself as I'm Jesus. He doesn't in that in those moments in, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He, he it's more of a look. And to me, that the moment when he says to Moses, "Tell them that I am, that I am, that I am." And that's it. I am that that's I am. It. I exist. Um, it's not so. It's not a. Um, and, I, and when I start talking about scripture, I want to make sure to go to the specific spot and say what he said. Because God says, "I am who I am." Tell them the one who is called I am has sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it. This kind of comes back to how do I describe God? You said at the beginning, how do you mm-hmm. describe God? So. The longer I live, the more I read, the more I experience this idea that I am becomes a part of how I describe God. It's and God is a, is so beyond us. You, you said a key word there. Mm-hmm. The more I experience, mm-hmm. I think as we travel along in our faith journey. The more we experience God, the more we understand God. This is an initial, to me, this is an initial um, introduction. Oh, and then we're talking about how other, how people through time 
have right. expressed their their understanding of him. Mm-hmm. But I think that in what we just said again, um, I mean, we're guys in our sixties. Um, there's a there's a jokey thing that older guys say um, who have any sense at all. Um, older guys will say, the, the longer I live, the more I know I don't know. But that, how true. But, how true. but it's the same of God. The more I know of God, the more I know I don't know of God. Realize I don't the know. More I, uh, the more I do know, the more I know that I can't possibly grasp him. Mm-hmm. I can't put him in the name Chuck. I can't put him in the name. I don't care if it was supercalifragilisticexpialidocious is the name. There's no big enough name. There's no way to wrap your hands around this that I am. Tell them that I am. I am has sent you. Tell them that I am this because you're not going to no. You're not gonna wrestle him down into a, a, a word, um, which is why I mean you talk about this idea of the names of God, which I think you can you you probably researched better than I, um, but that really is where it comes back where they come up with those names: Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, exactly. Jeho- Jeho- Jehovah Rifa, um, the the Lord. Who is a healer? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it isn't. They're not giving. They're not calling him. And I'm going to keep saying that. Somebody's going to come up to me and ask me how Chuck's doing. <laughs> Chuck is fine. Um, but talk a little bit about that, because to me, that isn't that. Again, that is them saying, "I can't give him a name. I, I can't stick him in a box." But I can say. Because they spoke of, they spoke of little G mm-hmm. gods, mm-hmm. but the big G god, they would be. It would be more descriptive. There, there's a quote that Billy Graham said. I'm going to read it because it, I think it speaks exactly to what you said. God is infinite, and we'll never fully un- understand His greatness at least on this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned just a minute ago that the older we get, the more we know, but the more we know we don't know. Mm-hmm. It gets, um, God grows in our understanding of him. And then as he grows, we realize that he gets much bigger than what we can even describe, what we can even say. Um, the, the last time we were together, we said that the infant, there's no way that the finite can explain, express, describe the infinite. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the, the, the mind, we don't have the words to, to bring that out. But yet in our experience of God, the ways that he meets us where we're at, the ways that we can cry out to him, the ways that we can uh, look at his awe and his splendor, we give names to that to help try to describe um, who he is and his importance and his holiness. And that's, I think that's where you're getting at with mm-hmm. what the uh, Jewish people did in the different names that we read. Um, they're trying to describe this, this heartfelt, 
deeply spiritual awareness of who God is and what he means to them, to, to them as individuals. It's the same feeling that we have today. Um, that, that had never changed, but it's very, very um, difficult to just... I, I went uh, through where I work at yesterday, and I went to uh, the Christians at work, and I said, I have a question for you. Tell me who God is. And every single time they described who God was to them through what he did. Yeah, there you go. Not through, uh, you know, now they all did come back to this text that we were talking about in Exodus 3 about I am that I am. And and one guy just kind of threw up, he, he, he's the great I am. Yeah. He just, he just is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's who he is. And, and I kind of smiled and I said, but describe that. <laughs> and, and like every other person in human history, he was kind of like, um, I don't know. <laughs> how do you, to how do describe you... him and try to pretend like you're giving the ultimate description is to shrink him. Exactly. Exactly. I, you, you make him small by saying he has to be this or he has to be that. Um, because you've now decided um, we get in trouble on some things. No. With God. I think we get in trouble with some things with God. And one of the things, or some of the things I think we get in trouble with, with God are, we begin to, to oh, here comes a, one of those $64,000 words, anthropomorphize him. We begin to make him mm -hmm. human. Mm -hmm. He did the be a human thing. He did that, but he did that for us. I'm with you. He wasn't a human. He did that for us. Mm -hmm. So we try and put him in our moral structure. Mm -hmm. And so we say, God can't this, or God can't that, or God would this, or God wouldn't that. Surely God would this. Mm -hmm. Like, if a saint who has been in the church their whole life, loves God, and comes every Sunday, and feeds the poor... And clothes the naked, and does all these things. If they prayed for somebody who has cancer and put their hands on them, God would heal them because X, Y, and Z. And so the problem with that is cool, great, find your scripture that says essentially that. But the problem is that presumes that you understand God fully enough mm -hmm. to say he has to do. Put the, put the put the coin in the machine, pull the lever, the candy bar comes out of the bottom that you wanted. Right. This assumes that the machine, that the God, the machine, doesn't know better than you what candy bar you should have. <laughs> or doesn't know that 74 bajillion other people contributed to the quandary that is what should come out of the bottom of that machine, right? So that's the, yeah, that's the I am mystery of him saying, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be Chuck for you. Something that came to mind, they will also come up for air and 
as if God needed defending, they will try to defend God. Mm -hmm. uh, when things may not go as somebody else. Oh, yeah. It, the, the wrong candy bar drops out of the machine. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go, well, but that's the candy bar that maybe you were supposed to have. And they'll, and it gets very emotional. And, oh, and yeah. sometimes it becomes an argument because they want to defend who got it. He got, there's a terminology that, quite honestly, it kind of fries me a little bit. God never gives you more than you can stand. Did you actually read the Bible at any point along <laughs> yeah. the line? And I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute. There have been plenty of times in my life where I have felt this is this is too much. I mean, get down on the floor, sobbing, Crush. crying, laying in a totally prone position, don't even have the strength to get myself up off the floor, crushed, hurt. God, where are you? And it felt like too much. But I think, I believe, those times happen so that I do rely on him. When it's kind of almost like the parent who says, listen, I, I've told you, and I've told you, and I've told you. Uh, you used this in an illustration in one of your Sunday school classes. I've told you and told you, don't touch that. It's hot. You're 16 years old now, and you're trying to touch it. I love you, but you're about to get burned. I'm, I'm about to let you experience yeah. a blister. Yeah. <laughs> but when that happens, I'll be there. I'll get you some ointment. Right. Get some band-aids on that bad boy. I'll get you a bag of ice. Right, exactly. And I think those times happen so that we... I, I, it's like you said, have you read the Bible? There are so many times when the Lord says, okay, that's, if that's what you want, here. I, it's not the best. I wish you to listen, but here. And how many times did Israel get run over? And they were perfectly good, innocent people in that, in that city. Sure. Who got crushed in the middle of all that. Right. So when we think of God and what we call him, what his name is, and who he is, I think something that helps, I think that something that is hard for us to keep in perspective is that when God sees us, he sees Rick. Mm -hmm. He loves Rick. Rick is his child. Rick is a part of his greatest creation. He said when he made, when he made man, he said, this is very good. Mm -hmm. All this other stuff is good, but this is very good. This I'm, yeah. This, this, this is this, this is, is awesome. Uh, I'm digging this. What did you what do you a term that you opus magnum opus magnum opus? We are his magnum opus. Yes, we are his made in his image. Mm -hmm. He gave us something that is in his image. We all have our opinions about that, but when but but I think when God sees us, the thing that I think is hard for humans to grasp is He sees. Us. Great point. He sees Great. humanity as yeah. a as a humanity is his creation. Humanity is the bigger. He gets the bigger picture that maybe we don't. We get. don't understand. So he loves you, and he wants. So at, I told my son one time, and my daughter um, at different times, 
when they've asked for something, I will give you whatever I can to help you move forward. I want you to prosper. I want things to go well for you. But if what you're asking for or what it requires for me to help you is that I destroy the mothership, I can't do that. Right. Because the mothership must continue. Mm -hmm. If in order, in other words, you may be going through some horrible, awful thing that you don't deserve and you shouldn't be going through that. And I want to stop that. But if I stop that, I stop the mothership. Mm -hmm. I, there's the greater consequence that you don't see and you don't even know. And people who know you don't know, mm -hmm. they think that because, I, because you love Jesus Christ and you are a follower of God, because of that, they want to know why I didn't pull you up out of that mess. I, I like how you're... But, you have to, but we have to understand that we don't get it. We don't know the whole picture, and he's protecting the. He's protecting you, or he is caring for and moving forward the universe and all the pieces and parts, not just Rick. Not just, not not. I'm going to add this to it. Not that he doesn't care about exactly individual exactly as well, but there's a greater, bigger picture. And it's so hard sometimes when you're in the midst of something like that oh. to realize that it's not just me here. Uh, it's it's the it's everything, and I don't mean it's just everything today. It's everything according to history in the past. It's everything that will be in the future. Yes. Um, I had a friend of mine. Yes who was dying of esophagus cancer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, and I know this guy, and I knew his heart, and I knew how well he, he loved the Lord. Um, and I keep thinking, you know, any any day that, that healing is going to come, that healing, it's going to be, it's going to be here. Yeah, I know. He prayed good. Yeah. He said all the right words. Yeah. In Jesus' name. And and he's, he's staring out his picture window at the sun. And I look at him and I said, hey, hey man, you know, be careful here. I mean, you're going to hurt your eyes. And I'll never forget the look. He just kind of rolled his head and looked at me and he went, really? <laughs> and, I, and we both started laughing and I was like, you know, you're right, man. You're right. You're right. What is that in comparison? And, and I asked him, I said, what are you looking at? And he said, you know, it's not going to be long till I see the one who created that. Mm -hmm. His perspective had changed to where he understood that it's not the here and now, it's not today. This is about all that's ever been and all that ever will be and eternity and I'm getting ready to walk through the door of today into the world of forever. And I have to tell you, it impacted my whole Christian life. It, it changed how I began to understand my part in all, in all of this. And to kind of bring us back to where we were, yeah. 
that's what the Jewish Hebrew people were trying to do in the different names. They were coming to realizations in different areas, uh, and we're, we'll explain what some of those different areas were. There were so many more names, but we'll go through a few. Yeah. But we were tr they were trying to explain who God was to them in that moment, but it wasn't just about the moment. It was about who he's always been and who he will always be. Terminologies that would be used for the rest of history. What is the, the nature of this persona? Exactly, exactly. Kind of fancy. And, and it's, it's really wonderful that all of this starts. By saying to Moses, I am who I am, I am that I am, depending on which uh, translation you read, God is introducing himself as saying, I'm all things, I'm, I'm whatever. And I almost feel like he was trying to tell Moses, I am who you, I am who they, I am who eternity um, needs and will always need. It just seems to be the, mm -hmm. a, a way to walk into it. Um, so some of the terms, some of the, the, the words that they use, um, we've already discussed Yahweh, and um, what that means and how sacred it was. Today, um, there was a time when we were using, uh, there's even been songs, there's still a couple of songs that are out where um, the English equivalent to Yahweh is Jehovah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we sometimes use that in, in the uh, uh, Christianity today uh, in the English language. But... Yahweh is more accurate in yep. its translation of I am or um, the self-sufficient, self-existent one. Um, so instead of trying to uh, tell you God's name or trying to verbalize all this, uh, it might be helpful to look at some of these names. Um, one of the first ones I have is El Shaddai, God Almighty. Uh, explaining God's maj majesty is awesomeness and his power uh, before I read the scripture I see you looking up something did you want to no I'm just okay. looking at I have those listed it's I'm just kind of walking through those concepts uh, you, you reminded me of something so I'm okay just looking at um, one of the things that we we think we talk about is El Shaddai there, there's a scripture in the book of Revelation chapter 21 uh, that I to me it just describes the entire majesty of, of God, his creation, who he is, uh, and, and the wonders of his, his handiwork. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. Now I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. The holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband realizing that this is God who has orchestrated all this and put it all together. He has been the wedding planner. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been the, the dressmaker. He's been the creator of the, the place where the wedding is taking all this majesty here. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, 
and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these are trustworthy words. He said to me, it's done. Now, there's a mixture here. It's God the Father and God the Son uh, and the throne. I, it's done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of water. Uh, of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. I, I, I think about that, and I think, what a wonderful picture of what the relationship between us and God is supposed to be. The Almighty God, the El Shaddai, yeah. uh, the, the maker, creator of all things, all wonderful things, all things in the earth. Uh, Another thing that I, I think back on in, in one of the classes, you, you talked about a, uh, a TV show that talks about nature, and, and it's not pretty. Uh, there are certain things that just aren't pretty, you know. Nature is steel. Yeah. It's a yeah. website called Nature is Steel. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yikes. And, and I think about... I think about... Don't go uh, look at that. <laughs> Until you're prepared for nature to not be nice. Key words. It is not pretty. Not. Pretty, not, nice. not oh, not. No. <laughs> uh, but I think about C.S. Lewis in, in the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm -hmm. When there's a conversation, Lucy has a conversation, <laughs> you know, and, and she says, you know, is he safe? Yeah. And, and, and I forget who actually he says it, but safe? Of course he's not safe. Yeah, well, then... And, and, but he's uh, good. The little girl, her name is... is, is that it's Lucy. Lucy yeah. says, it's not a tame line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I think about... And that's one of my favorite parts oh, I about love that. that I love that line. Yeah, it's not it's a, a tame line. <laughs> you know, if, if we think of God as a God who just sits up there and says, um, you know, stop, okay, you know, God shakes things up. But he has a way of shaking things up to make sure that we understand he's in control, he's there, nothing's changed, he is the Almighty. Yeah. He is, he is everything. The, God, the God Almighty. The God Almighty. He is the everything. And, and we need that. We need that. You know, I think back to a, a, a time when I, I read that we are people who who truly do like boundaries. We like to know oh, yes, children and, and adults, when, when people go to work, um, and maybe I, I hope I'm not speaking just as a guy, but I could be. Tell me what the parameters of my job are, and I'll get them done. And if you have to walk outside that, wait a minute, whoa, 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 you know, what, what do you mean I have to do that? This was supposed, but we like to know where, where the boundaries are. If you watch a, a group of little kids, and this isn't mine, this isn't original, it's just talking about human behavior. Mm -hmm. 
if you watch a group of little kids, particularly a bunch of, well, you watch a bunch of little kids. I won't, I won't make it gender specific. You watch a bunch of little boys, watch a bunch of little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, the example they were giving was a bunch of little girls. Put a bunch of little girls in a room and watch them. And it's little boys, too. Um, they will, one of the first things that happens when they start playing games is they start making rules. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play this game. All, even if they're just playing dolls, you know, it's like, oh, well, Molly gets to do this, and you can't go past here, and the cups have to go in that spot. It's one of the first things we do. And, and then the rules change as the game goes. Oh, works. absolutely. <laughs> and they, 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 yeah. make a, they make a spot for them to be comfortable. I mean, I'm safe and comfortable in this little spot. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And, and God, as the Almighty, I, I, I find comfort in knowing that he's created this work in work in this work in and who I am and and these these parameters that I've given you because when you go outside the parameters um, you're on your own you're on your own and that's where things get messed up so work in this realize I am the Almighty and and I'll be there for you I'll, I'll It'll be great. It'll be good. This stuff. is a whole different conversation. So I don't know that we want to go too far down this trail. Okay. But I, I, I compare it to, you work with machinery. Mm-hmm. You work with engines and and uh, small parts, small parts, engines. engines. And I work with computers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a concept that you and I get called an OEM part. Mm-hmm. It's the original equipment manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And when you get something, it comes with directions for the OEM um, maintenance schedule, the OEM mm-hmm. use schedule. So you can use this within these tolerances with your engines. You, mm-hmm. you have to torque this screw down to a certain poundage mm-hmm. and it'll operate right. You can tighten it down a little harder if you want to. Yeah. You can tighten it a little looser if you want to. We're going to get a little different behavior. And if that's what you want to do, then you do that. You knock that out. But here's the but if you do, yeah. that's on you, babe. Right. We're not warrantying that. Right. Have yeah. fun with it. Knock that out. You take those, because nobody takes small engines and does crazy things, do they? <laughs> Never. No. Never would do that. <laughs> you, can put the, you can put this lawnmower engine on your plane if you want to, <laughs> but I ain't warrantying that thing for you to be safe. It's interesting that you bring up the, the belt because I just had my, my rider uh, serviced and we were discussing the belts. Yeah. And one of the techs there said, you know, you really ought to replace this, but I'm, I'm going to suggest an OEM belt to you. Yeah. And I, and I said, well, what's the difference on the price? And he said, it depends on how often you want to replace the belt. <laughs> Because the OEM belt is better than some knockoff. Um, and that's, I, I, lo- I love that illustration. That's great. Because that's what God's trying to tell us. Use the original. Do you what know, I told you. Do what I told change you. Change the oil when I told you yeah. to change the oil. If you try to go outside of that, then you're going to create problems. And how many times do things... I, 
I, I don't like you said. We we don't maybe want to get too far down. That's this. a whole other deal. Yeah, I'm going to add right. one more little thing to it, and then maybe we ought to leave it alone. But if you drink a lot, yeah, don't just throw that up. Yeah, and you get liver disease, and your liver is just like saying, "Hey, we're out. I'm out of here. I'm I'm done." Is it fair to blame God for something that you created by no by by turning that bolt a little further than you needed to or no. making that bolt too loose or too loose? That's where, and we can get into a lot of discussion with that. I mean, this this this, this thing could go like eight hours. Absolutely, but God made those tobacco weeds. For a reason, those leaves mm-hmm. have a purpose, and mm-hmm. they they have good purpose. They're wreath. They're things nicotine can do that's good for you, mm-hmm. that you could get purpose out of. Can you mash it up and put it in a stick and light the stick and smoke it and and get other purposes out of it? Yeah, have fun with that. At your own peril. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's your choice. <laughs> Enjoy, baby. Yeah. You want to put that? You want to put that um, lawnmower engine on something with wings and fly it around the front yard? Okie dokie. <laughs> what, what is the, <laughs> but that's on you. That's it's on you. Free man. will, baby. Man, have fun. It, Enjoy it. it. Yeah. But don't yeah. do it a lot because yeah. I'm just telling you that what, what that was made for. Free will is a great thing yeah, if you realize you're not God. Right. Exactly. So I think we said uh, last, yeah. last week God we, is God we, and you are not. Right. As we, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we talked the, 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 the Warren book, right? Yeah. 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 Th- thankfully so. Um, and, you and quoted I, your quote about the king, the coming kingdom. That was from Revelation, right? Revelation, Revelation twenty one. Right, right, right. right. Um, Elroy, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing these right. I believe mm-hmm. I uh, E L and then capital R O I, the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's one for me. Mm-hmm. Great comfort. Great comfort. Um, I am a person, I, as you know, I, I have watched The Chosen uh, series. I, I've really, really enjoyed uh, many different aspects of it. But the first, the very first episode uh, was where they introduced Mary uh, and her struggles yeah. and when Jesus met her. And the entire theme of that was how... God knows our name. And Mary in in the episode was called Lilith. And but when Jesus met her, he called her by her name. He called her Mary, which caused her to stop <laughs> and and turn around and like how did you know, you know? And and there was an understanding Jesus made her understand I've, I've always known you and I love this in scripture where this Elroy God, God sees me he, he knows he sees me and who I am and and he cares about me and my life is not just pat, it's just not another page that he's turning in a book and, and skimming Mm-hmm. He knows me intimately. He knows who I am. And I, and I love this, that even in the midst of our worst times, 
God sees us and offers us his comfort. I'm going to read out of Psalm 91, um, verse 1 through 4. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. There's the Almighty again. Mm -hmm. This I declare about the Lord. He alone. There's a powerful word right there. He alone. People will let, I can't expect my wife who loves me and I love her and we're just, I mean, what a deep, wonderful relationship we have, but I cannot expect her to be um, my, my, my rock, my, my fortress, my, my refuge, which is what is used here. Um, she's a human being. And she constantly tells me, don't put me on a pedestal. That's a terrible place to fall from. Mm -hmm. However, in these words, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. He is faithful, and his faithful promises are your armor and your protection. He sees you. He knows you. You're not a stranger to him and never have been a stranger to him. I love that, yeah. that part. He, and he knows you more than you know you. Mm -hmm. He gets it. Have you ever had those times when you're praying... And you go, I, I, I've done this mm -hmm. probably many, many, many times, where I've been in prayer and I'm, you, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. But I don't you, know what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Exactly. You, know, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. you, you know me. You, you know, you know the the inner places that I don't even want to go. You know that scare me, but you know uh, that it's a. When I talk to people who who don't understand God, when they're trying to grasp who God is, sometimes I, I try to introduce them to the idea that He knows you better than you know you. And the other thing is that thing that you're that you that you're most embarrassed about, that thing that you're most ashamed of, that that darkest darkest thing. Mm -hmm. He already knows. Mm -hmm. So just stop. Mm -hmm. Just don't even pretend. Yep. Don't don't go down that trail about you know that I do what I can, blah blah mm -hmm. blah. Because he's like, no, you don't. Because I know. So stop yeah. it. That's the story you tell you. That's not the story you tell me. Because <laughs> I know. What a great point. Yeah, and you can tell you that all you want to tell you that. But it's just it's, it's how about we just don't go there. Yeah. How about how about we just know that I know because there's just no sense in it. But. And I don't, and I think when you say that, that some people think that when you're, what you're saying is, well, then you're just gross and you just need to leave him alone. And what you're, not, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. What I'm saying right. is, is, and I say, I say this often, I think people get frustrated with me. This is a real God dealing with real people in a real world, not some fake, phony, um, 
oh, you have to be goody, goody, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying don't be a good person or don't try. What I'm, what I am saying though is stop, stop faking it. Stop thinking that you can't come to him because he doesn't understand because he understands more than you understand. Um, when we see, uh, I'll use just a, just a massively gross example. Jeffrey Dahmer killed mm -hmm. people and ate them, mm -hmm. brought them into his apartment and tortured them and did awful, evil, nasty things. And they say only a mother could love him. And his mom did love him to the day he died. Mm -hmm. She did love him, okay? But God could not possibly love him. Oh, yes, he could. Because we don't want to think about it. We don't want to think about it. Because That's it doesn't fit point. nicely in our little world of understanding things. But God knows. You and me will never know why Dahmer did what he did. But God knows why he did it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't, it's not okay. And he's not, That's a great he's not point. blessing you, it. You can't say that. I, I, I'm knows. so glad that you said that. It's not that God condones it. But, but he knows. knows. He knows more than Jeffrey did. Right. He understands the trail that it took to get where he was. But and that so doesn't take away the fact that he still... That it was evil and wrong. Loved. Yeah. The, the, the evilness, the wrongness, doesn't take away the fact that God still loved him. He loved him. Wanted different for him. But... And, and I'm sorry. You can... People cannot... God can... And this goes back to the God who sees me. Mm -hmm. God sees. Mm -hmm. And he knows his trail. And his, if on his deathbed, or if in his prison cell, in his moments before he died, if in those moments you going? Yep. he looked and said, I'm such a horrible creature, Lord. You know how I got here. I don't even know how I got here, but I don't want to be here. And I am so sorry for what I did, and I am wrong. And I want you to guide me. Would you guide me? Boom. Game over, man. And, and I and that's the that's the 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 prodigal the, the the not the prodigal son, it's the it's the parable of the running father. It's mm -hmm. It's at that moment when you have sold him out and done everything awful that you could possibly do to him and, and crushed and defeated his creatures, and you turn and go, I'm, I'm out, I'm done, I, I'm horrible, and I need you. Would you guide me? Boom! In a heartbeat. Oh, by the way, you still have to go to prison. Mm -hmm. There are still earthly consequences. There's still consequences. There's earthly junk that you did, mm -hmm. and we're going to deal with that. But you know that I'm here with you. It's like you said, like you said earlier. Because just because you burnt your finger on the stove, because I let you do that, because you had free will, doesn't mean I'm going to put some salve on it, a little band-aid action, and we're going to walk through this. But you're still going to have a blister. You're you, still you going might to lose have that pain. finger, brother. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm right. sorry, but yeah. that's what the choice that you made. But we're going to walk this together anyway. Right. But he sees you. I love that. The God, El, El Roy. El Roy. Yeah. yeah. God the God who sees me. Yeah. 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 It, I heard it a bit. Uh, a, a different story uh, when I was in college about um, Hitler and what if Hitler, who who was responsible for the death of yeah, millions of Jews, what if at the end you've got two guys 
sitting in a, in a cell. One is a habitual uh, pot smoker, but he's always been nice to people. And then you have Hitler sitting in the cell beside him, and they both die, but Hitler is the one who says, God forgive me for everything. You know, I was thinking about the prodigal son the other day. Here's a guy who, now you have to realize that pigs, here's a guy sound like Madden, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and here's a guy. And boom! Yeah. <laughs> boom, he's with the pigs. Yeah. But he's eating with the, the pigs. Yeah. He's eating the pods. Mm -hmm. for the, it, the pigs, pigs were unclean animals. Oh, yeah. He was a Jew. They were born. Yeah. The they, Hebrews, they, he was, what was, you know. What was he even doing tending to the pigs, let alone working eating with them? Yeah, eating with, and, and, he, and he'd spent money on the prostitutes, and he'd been unclean, 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 yeah. unclean. Throwing it away. And he comes, comes back home, and he was supposed to go, in order for his father to even touch him, ceremonial cleaning, you know, all this oh, stuff, yeah. change of clothes. But instead... His father runs up to him and grabs him. Runs to him. The point is, in all of your mess, your yuck, your murk, your grossness, God longs for you. He longs for you to come back. He didn't. His, his he didn't, eyes never came off of you. Yeah. He didn't shut the farm down. Right. He didn't leave and go looking for him. In other words, he didn't. He doesn't. If you get a chance to read the story of the prodigal son, if you get a chance to go back and read the story of the prodigal son, and I should have it, be able to quote scripture and verse, but I can't. Um, if you get a chance to go back and read that, go back and read and watch Dad. Because Dad didn't shut the farm down. He didn't leave and go looking for him. He didn't change what was going on. Mm -hmm. We hear by hearing what the brother who gets, who's flustered because Dad's mm -hmm. doing good things for the, the other mm -hmm. son. I still took good. care of the brother. I've been good, and I didn't get all this. Why? But he yeah. still kept the farm running for the brother. Mm -hmm. He still fed the brother. He still gave the brother his due. Yeah. He didn't. In other words, if you and me decide we want to go, if we decide we want to go gamble and 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 uh, lay with prostitutes and and work in the funk, then. You're going to do that. That's fine. And God's not going to come make you not do it. It goes back to what you said earlier, though. There, He still, and I'll put it this way, he still has a universe to run. He sees. He's, 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 he's watching the, the whole, whole deal. Yeah, the he's, whole thing. So. There's another one I like that's very tied very closely to the God who sees me, and that is Yahweh or Jehovah beforehand Jehovah Shalom or Yahweh Shalom the God of peace um, not only is he the God who sees me but he's the God of peace um, it's in this is very familiar to uh, many many Christians old Christians uh, you've probably heard it um, maybe even before you became a Christian but it's the 23rd Psalm the Lord is my shepherd I, I have all it. And, and again, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I have all that I need. The Lord's my shepherd. I, that's everything I need. My God, my almighty God, my almighty shepherd, the, the shepherd who sees me, the shepherd who's with me, the shepherd of my peace. He lets me, I love how this says this, 
He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths and brings honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Here I am eating. My enemies are all around me, but I can eat in peace. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. There's some power in that, man. Eating. I'm one of those people, when I sit down for dinner, whether it's Mary and I sitting down for dinner or whether I'm sitting with a group of friends from the church or whether I'm sitting eating with my kids, I that's what I want to focus on. I want to have dinner. I want to, I want to have dinner. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I, I want to focus on the food and my family or my friends. But can you imagine a dinner being prepared for you in a, all your enemies, all your enemies are gathered around and they may be saying things, doing things, but you can eat in peace because of who prepared his rod the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. Will fear no evil. Yeah. In the midst of evil. You're with me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. He is my shepherd, my 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 peace. For that to be true, you have to buy into the mighty God piece. You have to yes. buy into the El Roy piece. You have to buy into the fact that he's watching you. And you have to buy into the fact that he is mighty. You have to buy into the long-term plan, I guess would be the way. Mm -hmm. in, order for, in order for Paul, the Apostle Paul, and I think it was Silas who he went with. I can't remember. When they were in jail? Well, in order for, for Paul and Silas to go rolling into town oh. and have the. It, it, it was, I can't remember if it was Paul, Silas or Barnabas, one of the two, go rolling into town and have the woman following going, These are prophets of God! Yeah. These are awesome dudes! Yeah, these, these are these men of God! <laughs> and be okay. And turn around and go, Hey, cut it out. And then yeah. she stops. And then people are mad. Anyway, in order for him to get the snot beat out of him until they thought he was dead and drug out of town and left alone, but to stand up and walk back into town. Yeah. In order for him to do that, he has to buy into the long-term plan. Yes. That, that there will be peace even if he's being yelled at and screamed at and beat on. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm comforted by your rod and your staff. I know that you're going to put walls around me, that you're going to pull me back, that you're going to take care of all this mess. Yeah. I have peace with that. The junk. I'm good with that. Yeah. And, and I hope that if you're listening, you're getting a sense of what we mean by 
explaining who God is in particular moments, how these how these folks felt about that's all we the got. Lord. That that's it. We man. can all we can do is say it from where we are. And from so your own experience, because so you can say trying to describe the whole thing is like you ain't gonna do that, right? And and there may be there may come a time when you're asked, even as uh, old Christians sometimes. Folks stumble. I, I noticed that with the guys that I asked, they're they're mature Christians. They've been walking this faith journey for some time, and the moment of silence that I got each time, it, tell me who God is. It, it ultimately went to descriptions of who He was in their life. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's all you got. There's not a thing wrong with that. That's all you got. It's it, He just means everything to me. It's the, it's the blind men and the elephant. Oh. What is an elephant? Uh, and and we're all blind as far as right. that goes. We don't really understand. I mean, Not the elephant all. is a tree. Well, that's because you're feeling his leg, and that's all you know is this experience is the elephant is a tree. The elephant is a snake because you got a hole in the trunk, and that's all you know is the elephant is a trunk. You don't. The whole picture. You don't know the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly. No, nope. right. Another one, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. This is this is to me an interesting um, because the question can be asked: If he's our healer, why isn't everything healed? But there's a perspective there. We we hit on it earlier, um, but I, I want to read this out of Psalm 103, verses one through three. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. It's sometimes difficult when you're going through, um, when you're an alligator in the, and you're, when there's alligators in the swamp, sometimes it's very difficult to remember to pull the plug. To you were the there swamp. to drain the swamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he forgives all my sin, sins and heals my diseases. This is more than we can get into today, and maybe it would be a topic for future things. But do I believe that the Lord heals? I absolutely yeah. believe that the Lord heals. Uh, my friend who passed away from esophagus cancer. Do I believe that he received a healing? I absolutely believe that he received a healing. But I believe that he received his healing in the greater plan. Uh, do I believe that people can be healed here on earth? Absolutely. I've seen it. Instantly. Yeah. Yep. I, I've seen it happen. But I don't know the fullness. I, I We've talked about this time and time again. I don't know... The beginning, and I don't know the end. In, in my own life, let alone the life of everybody who's my friend, or everybody who's their friend, or everybody who's their this gets way bigger than I know or understand. And and I would you can go nuts trying to figure it out. My my thing in the moment is I can accept it. For what it is in this time. Do I have questions? Am I going to have questions in the future? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
but I can accept it for what it is today. Yeah. And I do believe that God is my healer. And it doesn't always mean physical. It means emotional. It means spiritual. It means mental. There are the times when I've had this mental anguish going on and, and I just cannot seem to figure it out or to, uh, to understand why. And then I have to go to the Lord God to understand that peace. And sometimes it's as simple as going back to the elephant thing. Sometimes it's as simple as, Rick, quit trying to chew the whole thing. Yeah. Let's bite this. Let's take this in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get up tomorrow and keep walking. Right. Get up and, tomorrow and, and keep and walking. Just keep going. Keep going. Um, another is Jehovah uh, Rohi. We've kind of gone through this. The Lord, yep. our shepherd. Uh, Psalm 73, 13. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever and ever, praising your greatness from uh, generation to generation. I had a friend of mine named Mark who was a sheep. He raised sheep, um, had several. And I always found it interesting, because I tried it several times. I would go, we'd pull up to their house, and I'd go to the fence, and I'd try calling the sheep. And I'd get a head raised here or there, you know, and maybe one would try to, you know, maybe take a step or two, and then they'd usually kind of like walk away. I don't know you. You know, I, you, there's a pun. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, who, who is this guy? Who's, you know, I can imagine the conversation between the sheep. Who is this guy hollering for us? Mark would walk up to the fence. And just by seeing him, the recognition there, they'd all start to raise their heads. Mm -hmm. And then would Mark would say, Mercy! And they'd come running. They knew him. Mm -hmm. They knew that he was caring for them and providing the food for them and doing, you know, protecting them. And, and, and if we know the Lord as our shepherd, then we know him as our protector and the one who cares for us, and the one who sees to our needs. And it, and it needs to be from generation to generation. An, another way they describe who God is to them. The, um, you know, because going back to that uh, jo Jehovah Raha, um, the Lord is my shepherd, or the Lord our shepherd, it goes back to the 23rd Psalm again, and it, it's the idea that they know that he is good. That guy is going to provide good food. He's mm -hmm. done it over and over again. They mm -hmm. know that he's going to give them good water. He knows that they're going to take care of those things. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Mm -hmm. He, They know that he's going to provide good stuff. They trust that. That's that faith thing. Mm -hmm. um, they know that he's their shepherd and that the, the, the Hebrew people knew that again and again and again it had paid off that he he was going to take it so when they listened to him if they listened I, I quote the 23rd Psalm every morning um, interesting thing for those of you who are looking for something as a, t a time a time clock um, if you ever wanted to time something that takes one minute uh, learn the 23rd Psalm <laughs> oh. uh, the New King James Version uh, is yeah. the one that everybody does all the time. Most, the yeah. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It, it, that takes one minute, give or take. 
Um, Interesting. I, yeah, I, I didn't know that. Isn't that weird? But um, I play a game with myself from time to time. I go, if the Lord is my shepherd. If the Lord is my shepherd, uh, I, I like that. Want. I like that. Um, it, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. So for me, I always, I also go back to, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. The NLT walks through, he says, he leads me beside green pastures. Um, yes. I think when I play with it, because I say it so many times, one of the things that I play with is he makes me to, he didn't make me OEM. Again, sure. Original equipment manufacturer. He didn't make me to go off and do all this crazy stuff. He didn't make me to go lay with prostitutes. He didn't make me to gamble my money away. He didn't make me to to eat pork fat till I puke. And I, <laughs> he, I can't be. He didn't make me to smoke cigarettes. He didn't make me. He didn't right. make me to do all these things. That's not who I was. I was made. He made me to lie down at green pastures. He he make he makes me to to still water to to be around still water. Yes. To not go get in all that confusion and all that junk. Don't be going over there and get in that junk. Right. You want to go get in that junk? That's fine. Once again, the parameters. Yeah. Parameters. The, the, the parameters that yeah. we, we are made to work in. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others, uh, and then I want to get into some some. Important. I'm looking at what I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see your pronunciation. Um, <laughs> these, these, are, these are just what I learned uh, how to pronounce it. Jehovah Shema. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Lord is present. Uh, Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be discouraged. For I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. I go back to my friend who's sitting in this chair two days away, literally, I mean absolutely two days away from death. And and, and I'm looking at him and with some wonder. Uh, how can you how can you be this strong in this? It's happened to me a couple of times. There was a gentleman named Charlie. Um, I was young, I was pastoring a couple of small churches at the time, and I went in and to talk to Charlie, and I was a young pastor full of fire, you know, and I would, we're going to pray, Charlie, you and I, and you're going to get healed, and it's going to be wonderful, and we're going to prove God to everybody, and, and Charlie grabs my hand, and he says, uh, hey, Rick, I, I got to tell you what, what Paul said. If I, if I live, then I live for Christ, mm -hmm. but if I die, then I gain heaven. And I get to be with Christ. So for me, either way, it's victory. And and I and I walk out of that room and I'm like been taught a lesson. And the lesson was if God's not your victory at all times, then you don't understand who He is fully. Because whether you whether you live or you die, one more quick story. Uh, I was with a lady named Effie, and um, Effie was was passing. Um, there, her body was just giving up, and I walk in and I said, "How you doing, Effie?" And she said, I, "I'm just I'm just so tired, Rick." 
And I looked at her and I said, do you, do you want to go, do you just want to go home? And, and, and the meeting was double. I meant, do you want to go to your home or mm -hmm. do you want to go to home. heaven home? <laughs> home. And she said, I want to go. And she kind of raised her finger. I want to go home. Now, now Todd, I got to tell you, that this was another turning point for me in my, in my walk of faith. And she said, I want to go home. And I said, then why don't you? And she said, I think I will. <laughs> I think I will. Okay. She was gone. I mean, just laid her, heads, her hands down to the side of her. Her sheets and blankets were formed perfectly around her, laid her hands down beside her. Kind of closed her eyes and she took a breath and and I looked at her and I can remember saying to you, "Bless your heart, you went." <laughs> <laughs> and I got up and looked, stuck my head out the door and hollered for the nurse and I said, "Ma'am, she she's gone." Winner, winner. But winner, winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that that that's victory right there. Man, that's that's knowing that the Lord, the Lord is present with you all the time. That's knowing Him as your shepherd. That's knowing Him as your healer. That's knowing Him as the Almighty. Yeah. That's knowing Him as your peace. Um, that moment was was amazing to me. Just absolutely amazing. One more, uh, Jehovah Jireh, mm -hmm. uh, the Lord our provider. Uh, and, I, and I chose Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. Important sentence here. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? It's a matter of trust, though. If he trusted. If he trusted. That's the trust. That's, yeah. That's that, that, that's that same thing. Trust. She, she literally you know what? You trusted him point. with her good life. Point, Rick, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Effie, <laughs> signing out. Yeah. She trusted him with her life. Mm -hmm. Not just her life physical here, but with her eternal life. And, and, and he said, are you... The, the, my, my mother stated this to me when she, early in her Christian walk. My biggest problem right now is I give things to the Lord and then I find myself taking them back and worrying about it. Yeah. I, I've heard that echoed so many times. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a matter of, he is our provider. He does care. We are worth more to him. Uh, that, the magnum opus that we talked about mm -hmm. were so important to him and I love how in each one of these they describe how how his how his importance impacted them and meant so much to them that they they wanted to express that so that future the future generations would know that this is who our God is the first the first time I see in the Bible, that that concept of Je Jehovah Jireh coming up 
of the Lord will provide is actually a really is one of those moments that you're amazed that the person who said it would have been okay with God in that mm-hmm. moment. And that is Abraham hears God tell him to take his yes, only sir. son yes, sir. to uh, off into the wilderness even imagine that. and to sacrifice him yeah. uh, as he would sacrifice a lamb. And he's on the way and his son Isaac says... Um, Hey, Dad, where are we going to get a lamb? We're going to do yeah. a sacrifice thing. So we always have a lamb when we do that. Yeah. So where's the lamb? And, and Abraham says, uh, the God will the God will provide mm-hmm. the lamb. Um, and he gets out there and he's going to sacrifice his son Isaac, mm-hmm. which he believes is what God wants him to do. And then he hears the voice of, of an angel tell him, stop. Mm-hmm. Angel, and, and God has said, stop. Don't do this. We've this was what this was about mm-hmm. in this moment. Um, and then Abraham calls that place Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. That's Jehovah what he calls Jehovah. that place. So, I mean, do you believe that God will provide the lamb in those moments? Do you believe enough that God will provide? You just keep, you keep walking. Yeah. Yeah. You keep walking. You do your part. He'll do his part. And your part might be getting tore up by a bunch of lions. But that's such a... That, well said, man, because you do your part. You do your thing. I'll be there. It, it, I said, when it goes back to all the ones we looked at, God sees you, the God who sees you. The God who yep. he knows. Do you trust that? Do you trust that enough to be... Crucified. Mm-hmm. Do you trust that enough? That when it's all said and done, that 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 you were crucified and that changed the world. That he's there. Yeah. Can you believe in that enough? Mm-hmm. Faith of a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about a couple of things. We've talked about some wonderful things about God's name and what he meant to them. Um, but I want to address something that's important. Um, it, it, it had had an effect in my life. Um, today, we use the terminology God or Lord, King, but we also use Father. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of folks, the term Father is hurtful. very hurtful. It's hurtful. Um, it can bring up a lot of negative feelings, uh, whether they be pains or hurts that are physical, pains or hurts that are emotional, pains or hurts that are mental hurts, uh, either by words that were spoken by earthly fathers or actions, physical actions that were taken by um, earthly fathers. I, I, I in no way, whenever I think about this, you remember the scene in the movie Jaws when the three guys are on the boat and they're showing their scars and, you know, 1967 off the shore or whatever, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, they, Richard Dreyfus says, you know, uh, paper cut, yeah. <laughs> you know, something to that effect. So I, I, I hesitate when I talk about this stuff but because we all have baggage. Yeah. 
But sometimes that baggage is because of, of a parent, and sometimes that baggage is because of a father. Um, and, and it can be something that we carry with us for our lives. And when I first became a Christian, the terminology, the, the, the term father, I used to, I, I would almost cringe because not my adoptive father, but my natural father was a very abusive uh, man to, to my mother. Uh, I was 18 months old when she left him, um, but I suffered abuse, uh, physical abuse during that time, verbal abuse during that time. Uh, when she, my mother left when she was pregnant for my sister, my natural father, uh, that's how I distinguish, um, tripped her down a flight of stairs, and as she's falling down the stairs, says, I don't need another brat running around. Um, so I understand when I'm trying to, to the yeah. picture that I'm trying to, to paint here is that I understand how that word can, can hurt. Mm -hmm. But I had to come to a time in my life where I understood that physical father, earthly father, is not Abba father. Right. My heavenly father. Right. Um, my heavenly father does not have the weaknesses, the frailties, the, the anger. I also began to learn as I've done some history of my, my family, some ancestry things, that my natural father was a victim of abuse. And I'm kind of seeing that his father was a victim of abuse. And it's a generational and, and, and if that's all you're taught, if that's all you learn, then that's how you react because that's, that's, that's all you've got to draw from. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult to it's break It's the biblical concept that so many people get confused and tore up, which is in the sins great, of the Father. I know you're going great for yeah, The sins yeah. of the Father shall be revisited upon the Son seven times, seven times. Mm -hmm. Okay, or... And mm -hmm. just to say it in different ways in different different places. And people think that what that means is God curses yes, the children yes, of that father. Yes, yes, or yes, curses yes, 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 until and then uh, the, the thing I think of is and then we get to the seven times seventh, you know, the twenty-first guy, and, so, and then the twenty-second generation is born and God goes, Cool, everybody's fine now, no yeah, problem. It's all right. They're all good now. Yeah. And that's not what it's saying at all. It's what you're saying about your dad and your dad's dad and your dad's dad's dad. Um you can break out of that. Yeah. And that's Jesus. You can come to adjust your My healer. You can come to adjust your understanding and grasp and priority because of a grasp that God put on flesh, that Abba Father put on flesh and came, that God himself came, not Father God, but Jesus, in Jesus Christ. God came in the form of Jesus Christ, put on flesh and walked the earth to save you because he loves you and he would give anything. The Father who runs to you, that Father, you can grasp that as Johnny Cash says, and I'll repeat it many times, and I came to believe in a power much greater than I. And you can flip the script. You can be the one who breaks the, the mm -hmm. curse at that moment because the curse was never God. 
the curse was man did to man did to man did to man. Because what's the numbers? I wish I knew them. I should know them because they say it in there. A child abuser will beget a child abuser, will beget a child abuser, will beget a child abuser, will beget a child abuser. To the seventh generation, okay? That this is just going to happen until somebody breaks it. And we don't know why the first guy did it. Maybe he got abused at school. Maybe somebody pulled him in the bathroom and abused him and did hurtful things to him or some gym teacher or whatever, but it became the way he framed manhood. Right. He talks about ma toxic masculinity begets toxic masculinity begets toxic masculinity. Can you say that, Tom Christopher? Toxic masculinity over and over again. Yeah. Well, I found what was interesting for me is my mother leaving when I was young and then marrying a man who was totally the opposite. Mm -hmm. Very loving, very... Both of my grandfathers were... So she removed me, and which helped break the curse. Um, curse. Yeah. Uh, but... And showed me positive male uh, influences. And I, I really believe that the Lord helped me to see that. Uh, doesn't mean I didn't grow up as a teenager. I was very angry because some of that anger hadn't been dealt with. Yeah. But as I became a Christian and learned and was able to see and watch my uh, adoptive father, my, the guy I called Dad, yeah. um, become a man of faith and watch my grandparents, my grandfathers, uh, be the type of people that they were it changed me, it changed, changed the curse of things. Um, one other thing, this thing about using the name of God in vain. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just using the terminologies. You, you, everybody's heard them. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna hear God's name on a Sunday morning more than you hear it in church, then go to a golf course. Right, right. Because <laughs> you, you hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on Sunday morning, go to a golf course because you hear the bad shots and you hear God's name. But it, it's a, it's a disrespecting of of God, His name and who He is. Uh, using that, that might be through action. It's, it's not giving it the proper respect. It, it's using His name and Him in a irreverent or deceitful. Or condemning way, um, we're not to curse uh, someone using God's name to curse that. You know, be damned, you know. You, you be damned, you know, and using um, that. That's one of the ways, um, but it's also misrepresenting him, um, saying that you're uh, maybe a. Oh, I believe in God, and then going out and doing all these things that you know are totally opposed, uh, and not really being a believer, a person who who walks this faith journey, but saying you do, and then doing your own thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. I know. I know folks yeah. who um, you 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 can ask a lot of people. Well, do you believe in God? Oh, yeah, I believe in God. I yeah, sure I do. I I believe in God. 
Absolutely. Now, I, I don't I don't do this and I don't do that, but I do do this and I, and I do that. And then you start to think, uh, it, there's a very strong scripture that says you'll know them by their fruits. Right. Um, but it's very, uh, I guess, pretty sticky if you say that you believe in God and you, you know, um, how many times have, have you and I heard, well, they say they believe in God, but look at all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, um, I think another variation of that might be I am um, using using the name of God to control other people or to make a mess. Um, that's a that's a big one for so me. So if we um, God will get God's going to get you. God's going to get you. Do this or that or the other, or God's going to get you. Uh, you're going to go to hell because yeah. of blah blah blah. Um, now I'm saying it because it's what they say. The one that comes that jumps to my mind is. There's a, um, I'm not going to say their name because I'm I don't, not positive I have it right. But there's a church that goes to um, the funerals of young men who have come home from war, mm-hmm. whose bodies have been sent home from war, mm-hmm. and protest in front about how God hates them and how they have, yeah. Um, these what? are the same yeah, these are the same people who stand out in front of places and hold up signs that say God hates faggots. Um, and to me, that's using God's name in vain. Yeah. When yeah. you say yeah. God hates yeah. faggots, that's using God's name in vain. Yeah. Because there could be nothing further. What a from witness. What a yeah. witness. There could oh be nothing goodness. further I, from the I truth. I say with rolling eyes. Yeah. yeah, there could be nothing further from the truth. Um, right. This pastor encourages his people to go out in places uh, where um, people are having, you know, people who are homosexual are there uh, and to hold these signs. He encourages them to go to abortion clinics and and put, uh, you're going to rot in hell for killing your baby. Um, God hates you and these things. And you're like, nothing could be further from the truth Mm-hmm. And your that 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 hurts inside. It hurts you to know that that's happening. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but but to me, I think a lot of people think of using God's name in vain is when you say God and then a cuss word. It's, or um, while that is a part, I believe. Yeah, it's not the sum total. It's it's to take His name and use it inappropriately mm-hmm. for things that, that are outside not the scope of who. He is. Yeah. Which we've discussed now. Which we Yeah. <laughs> Which we've been working on. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about a lot today. Yeah. I think the one that, that jumps to my mind that w- may get left out in a list of things when we talk about the name of God is when we think of that God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, this concept of the names of God. Um, and when we talk about um, the, the persona of God and God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, I think we have to be equally careful with things like the name of Jesus. There's, there's mm. something where mm-hmm. people say, nothing but the name of the Son, nothing but the name of Jesus. Uh, there's power in the name of Jesus. Um, and I think while I grasp that and I sing along, because I do grasp what they're talking mm-hmm. about, 
I think we want to be careful to understand that when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, when somebody says nothing but the name of Jesus, what Deronda will Deronda knows that this isn't ni this isn't nice. That this isn't something that I do that's not nice, and I know it's not nice, and I need to get over it. But I'm going to use it as an example. Um, you know, Jesus' mom never once called him Jesus. Jesus, Peter, mm -hmm. never called him Jesus. They, his buddies at school never called him Jesus. Mm -hmm. The name Jesus is an is a is an anglified form of his name, which would oh, have been yeah. mm -hmm. Yeshua. Mm -hmm. No one would have called him that, which right. is even um, the name Jesus, even Yeshua, is a variation of a very popular name at that point, which was Joshua. Mm -hmm. And both of them mean salvation. Mm -hmm. um, so, you, and you shall call him Jesus. Mm -hmm. You shall call him Yeshua. And look, I'm not trying to be all smarty, smart, bookie book guy, all right? <laughs> I'm not saying, you ain't saying it right because you don't say Yeshua. Yeah. Um, the the, the, the the Muslim people who believe in Jesus call him Isa, so they're probably even saying it closer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. My, my, and you shall call him his name Jesus. He was Joseph was told that's what you yeah. should call him because he will save his people. Okay. But my point is yeah. this. My point is it's no. You want to be careful when you start putting power in the name. Any more than you want to be careful with calling God Chuck. Mm -hmm. I am that I am. He has already introduced himself. The, all these other names are what we mm -hmm. describe. If I'm following you right. right. Um, all these other names that we just went through are what we describe him as. But he introduced himself as... I am who I am. That's the introduction. And Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, as which we covered last week, we already covered that. But when we talk about Jesus, um, I'm not. Oh, Rick, please! I hope nobody hears me saying, "Don't say Jesus," because that's not right. And there isn't power in the name of Jesus, because there is power in the name of Jesus. But what I want people to do is to connect that to who He is, mm -hmm. not. The anglified form of right. I, I got you. Yeshua or Isa. I got you. I want us to recognize that there is power in the name, but the power in the name is the recognition that God begot a man and walked this earth mm -hmm. to show us His love and how to walk it in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus the Christ. Uh, it's not his last name. Speaking of names, that's the old joke. Christ is not his last name. <laughs> and it is who he is. And um, then uh, sometime in the future, um, when, we, when we're together again with, with everybody, um, we need to go through talking about Jesus mm -hmm. more, deeper. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Speaking of names, that word that is used for, for the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the Bible is is, is the wind. Right. And, and, and I, I was now. taught the, the Ruach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it? R-U-A-C-H. Which is a female noun. It's a female. Yes. 
now. Uh, careful, the careful there, Todd. Yeah. Careful. There. Let, uh, let us Shakes create some, them, male yeah. and female. Yeah. Let us create Shake some people now right here. So, yeah. It's, um, I mean, this has been good. I agree. I'm going to close this All right, with the scripture. All right. Um, that I, that I, it comes out of the Old Testament, First Chronicles, um, chapter 29. And it's verses 10 through 13. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Everything in heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O God, O our God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name. Amen. I I, I like that. Amen. For talking about his names and who he is and, and who he says he is to us. Yeah. Good stuff. Amen, I agree. Uh, hey gang, we hope that you uh, stick with us as we go through these. If you stuck through the whole thing, uh, good on you. But you know, I, I want to let you know as you go through these with, with us, as you spend time with us, it's okay to stop and start. It's okay to come and join us from time to time. I hope that... Uh, you join the conversation in the comments area uh, and that you'll let us know. So um, this has been eGathering Podcast. Uh, I'm Todd Brown. This is Rick Coop, and uh, we hope to see you next time here on the, on the podcast. Take care.